You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. As we welcome in the professor uh, and your co-host over at the J Street Vibes podcast, our man Jason Jones. Jason, what's happening? Not much, not much, you know, just adjusting to no football and got to find some new ways to troll Kenny now. But, hey. <laughs> I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll find, I'm sure you'll find ways. We've been talking about this all day. Do you think your fraternity would take us? Like today, like now. Like at this, like, like right now at this very moment? Yeah. yeah. You guys do like post-grad uh yeah, applications yeah. and stuff. I I got to see your resume, your community service, you know, all that stuff. You know, okay. Take it into consideration. All right, we'll send it to you. We're we're we're, we're checking out different fraternities. We, I think we've decided we're going to join one. I and this all started because I said it was Greek night Thursday night at, at the Sac State game, and then now now we've just decided uh, we're going to join a fraternity. And that, my ears perked up. I was like, Greek night. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're talking about. The, the the kind of Greek night that yeah, I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. And I was like. Coach Patrick wouldn't allow any other type of Greek night. Not Jimmy the Greek Not Jimmy the Greek <laughs> no, night. Not, not, the... not that one. Not that one. <laughs> no. Chris Berman's at that party right now as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Berman. Chris Berman. Here at Sac State, it's Greek night. Ironically. I had Jimmy the Greek on my show. <laughs> that was a top, that was an all time liner right there. Oh, that, <laughs> that was, was an all timer right there. That was incredible. I've got I've got the Tubi commercial followed by Abe Lincoln's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were those were one two for for the Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, my kids got yelled at for a second. You know, my kids got yelled at. Like, what are you doing? We don't have the remote. I'm like, okay. <laughs> A lot of y'all got worked by that. I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, y'all got worked. That's all right. It was. It was. It was, it was uh, clever. It was clever. It was, oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was. It was a great job. Um, Jason, the Kings close out the first part of their season against Phoenix tonight. I actually want to ask you a Suns question first. Obviously, okay. Phoenix made the big splash getting Kevin Durant. Uh-huh. It. I, I feel like Phoenix is more dangerous next year than they are this year. Do you think they can put it together in the next 20-some-odd games headed into the playoffs and potentially make a run back to the NBA Finals? That's going to be tough just because two of those key guys, really, you look at that, you know, their top four guys, really the only guy who's played most of the year is Aiton. Yeah. You know, KD's, you know, he's missed. With KD's so smart, I think you can just plug him in anyway, he'll figure it out. Then you got Book, and then, you know, Chris Paul's been in and out. I think, I mean, they have the potential if they get hot, you know, to, to make some noise. But I think there's probably something to the fact that just trying to throw all that together in 20 games is going to be tough. 
But I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs just because if they figure it out, I wouldn't want to see those guys at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I look at um, that roster and they gave up a lot to get them. But, man, they, st- they still got DeAndre Aiden, who's going to be a fourth option. Well, the way Chris is playing, he might be the third option. But either one of those guys, Chris or Aiden, as your fourth option, man, that's a good look. That's a good look, yeah. man. And and I understand what Damien's talking about as far as there is going to be a period of time where they've got to um, jail and figure some things out. But I understand what you're saying, too. I think Kevin Durant is one of those players. There's not a lot of them. Maybe a hand, less than a handful of just him being on the team is figuring it out. Like he, he'll he'll adjust to whatever's going on and get his twenty five. Oh, I bet you his first game he get twenty five. Nothing. Oh yeah, twenty five. He's like that E forty line. Put him in any hood, he'll fit in. You know, yeah. just drop him off, he'll be all right. Yeah, he's one of the best in the game. I mean, there's 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 no doubt about that. I just have, I don't know. I just saw this as a move. Like, all right, I get why everyone's excited. I feel like some people may be going a little bit over the top with it. But next year, I don't know, as it stands right now, how I'd see anyone other than Phoenix as a favorite in the mm-hmm. Western Conference. Besides Sacramento, obviously, how I'd see uh, anyone but Phoenix is a – Yeah, uh, I think, you know, in the offseason, they'll fortify the bench, and, yeah, there'll be a problem next year for sure. Yeah. Um, Kings-wise, they're getting ready to head into kind of uncharted land. We're not waiting for we're – not, we're not doing lottery scouts – uh, we're we're just watching we're watching NBA standings and 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 hoping this team uh continues to win ball games. Are are you a I I I know you're a believer in 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 the way that this team has played. Can can they get to the playoffs? Can they get to the top six? Can they win a playoff series? Could they knock off someone like a team everyone is really really high on after the last couple of nights? Could they knock off a team like Dallas in the playoffs? I still have a problem, trouble picking them to beat them in the playoffs because I just can't stand the way they play defense. Mm. I just think no matter who they play, someone's <laughs> going to give them a problem. And, you, you know, if you got to see Luka five, six times or Luka and Kyrie yeah. five or six times, it's, it's, I'm not I'm not going to bet against Luka in a series in, uh, like that. But well, I, was I think to, they're a playoff team. I was going to say, though, Jason, what if they play Dallas? <laughs> team that might play less defense than them, and now, the in, in that case, I go with the team with the best player, and I'm not, and I go with Luca. Mm. I always Luka, figure, Luka. I figure in a I figure in a series usually the team with the best player wins when things are pretty equal. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Luca's pretty good. I mean, Luca, <laughs> Luca for sure the best player on that team. I still think so. I could, he's going to have the ball more too. You know, I, I think he's the best player. I think he can, st- you know, it's not like he or either he or Kyrie are going to like lock anybody down defensively. So you throw that part out. I still think Luca is, you know, top five, you know, top five in the world. So, I mean, I think he's one of the best, you know, one of the best going right now. So it'd be hard for me to go against him. But the way the West is, I could make a case for almost almost any team can win a series. Mm. You know what's interesting about about that was you're just talking about, and, and what you're saying makes perfect sense. But let's just say a hypothetical Mavs King series, which I would love. Like I, I think that would be must see TV. That'd be some great stuff. But you go with the fact that Luca, we'll we'll just give him the best player in the series. Kings probably got two and three though. 
They probably got two, oh. three, five, Over six, Kyrie? and seven. I don't yeah, know if they super, got two. You, I mean, you Fox, don't. Kyrie's Fox, not the best, the Fox, second best. Play. Hey, my Fox. Did you see what Fox did on no, Saturday? I understand. No, I. You no. see what he did on Friday to them? I know that. I'm I, saying, as a career, obviously Kyrie is better. Right now, is Kyrie playing better than Fox right now? Man, I don't know, dude. Kyrie well, is really, really he, good. Yeah, he was. You got to tell me. You ain't got to convince me. You know, that's my man. I, he was pleased. He was doing some pretty. He was. He was damn good in Brooklyn before the trade. So I mean, I, that's. I, was. I think I'd probably go. Kyrie wants to, you know, be engaged or not. Honestly, if Kyrie's locked in, and I think he is, by the way. For for now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he is for now. Good time is it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I think it's. I think it's Luca, Kyrie, and then I. I. I think I kind of get your point though. In my opinion, is Luca, Kyrie. Then it's Fox, Fox Sabonis, and then it just might be a bunch of kings after that. Mm-hmm. But I, Kyrie is still Kyrie? like because the, the, you know Jay just said Luca's top five player in the world. Kyrie might be a top twelve at worst. You you know you know that's my guy on the court, Kyrie Irving. Like you know that's my guy. I'm just saying we saw two straight games. Fox with thirty three and thirty six on his head, mm-hmm. and was locking him up on Friday. Like right now. I think there's an argument that De'Aaron Fox is playing just as good, okay. if not better, than Kyrie Irving. He put he couldn't nobody could do anything with De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. Nobody could do nothing with him on Friday and Saturday. Well, Kyrie's never going to do anything with him. Like no. I think that's part of the the thing. That's not Kyrie. And Fox bag. had Kyrie have been in a bit of a torture chamber. Could he have done the same thing though if Luca was there? Well, I guess he did he that did. on Saturday. Yeah, he did it on Saturday. Kyrie was still – it wasn't like Kyrie on Saturday got had like nine points. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not you at know, all. I, I, I'm just – I'm kind of – I'm with Damon. I just think they they would have the two best players. And that's not like the dis you – no. Know, right. Sabonis and Fox. I'm just saying in terms of, you know, the pecking order, you know, someone's got to be three and four. Right. And then but I, I said after that, you know, I mean, do you take Harrison Barnes or, you know, do you take – I don't know over Christian Wood. I don't know. Yeah, and that's probably where the conversation ends. Like, there's a bunch of kings named after you get past Luca <laughs> and, and Kyrie. Wherever and, you put them, once you get past them, there's a lot look, of kings. And look being here, named. and I and like I said, I understand everything both of you guys are saying. We just, we just, uh, uh, Demontis. He had 22 and 14 on Saturday. He didn't really play that. Good. <laughs> he had 22 and 14. Well, I don't think anyone said he didn't play good. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. saying, like, oh, yeah. we, it's a complete afterthought. Oh, yeah, That he absolutely. had 22 and 14. Uh, yeah, automatic double-double. That's double. Yeah. whatever. Yeah. 22 mm-hmm. and 14. And, and I think we I made – I thought you were reading Twitter again, and I was like, hold up. I didn't say he had a bad game. No, I, mean, I muted <laughs> we made, guys. We made more of a story <laughs> – we made more of a story out of what Trey Lyles did after Domas fouled out <laughs> to step in. Domas. Instead of Domas' 22 and 14, uh, we made so much of Trey Lyles when he stepped in at the five for like four minutes. Domas, the new Harrison Barnes. Uh, no respect. <laughs> mm-hmm. No respect whatsoever. I'd love to Ray see Lyles, that. Trey Lyles, the new Rasheed Wallace out there. He get in the game. It's the game, it's game over. He over there th- telling the ref, hey, put another foul on Sabonis. You know, hey, I saw that. <laughs> He's like, hey, ref, check. He's, you know, he's he's using the hand a little too much. He kind of gets the bonus out of there. I I'd love to see that series. That'd be a great series. That game on Saturday was so good. I was saying that at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Let alone, like, it wasn't about who won or didn't win. It was just that was a great game on Saturday night. Yeah, a lot of points scored in that series. Mm-hmm. 
Jay, we haven't talked to you. By the way, we didn't mention this. I, I, we got really derailed when the show started, and we never really went back to it. Not a surprise, I think, to anybody. Malik's out tonight. He's already officially been ruled out. I don't. Again, I don't think that's a surprise to anyone on earth, but it is news that we didn't pass along, so forgive us. Malik Monk is officially ruled out and has been uh, officially ruled out uh, tonight. Uh, Jay, this is our first chance to talk to you since the trade deadline. Um, lots of different opinions on Monty McNair's approach uh, to, to last Thursday's deadline. Uh, what was your thoughts when the Sacramento Kings – outside of a acquisition of Kessler Edwards didn't do anything. I I question not so much the them not making a move. I just wonder what was really out there for them that wouldn't have been so disruptive to what you know the core of the team. Mm-hmm. I'm all in favor of making a move if it's gonna, you know, benefit you. But the thing I don't I wouldn't have liked for them was to say, okay, oh man, they those teams made a move. We gotta do something. And then you just do something to do something. Right. And now you're trying to figure out, like, why in the world would you do that? Like, why would you trade that guy? You know, like, why would you trade Terrence Davis for, like, three second round? You know, something something just random. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I get – I mean, they definitely could have used a guy like a Jay Crowder, just, you know, some more some more 3 and D, especially, the, you know, the defense part of that 3 and D. Mm-hmm. But if the move wasn't there, the move wasn't there. I think we've seen in the past with Monty McNair that if there's a move to be made, he'll make it. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of assumed that there must not have been a whole lot out there that they liked. And, you know, you if the move doesn't make you significantly better, I think, you you know, you roll what you got. I mean, at that point, they're still third in the conference. Yeah. You know, for, you know, however you want to talk about, you know, I've talked about it, you know, well, the circumstances other teams have, and whatever the case may be, it's not like they're in a, in a, in a, a spot of desperation. Right. You know I mean, if you make a move to me, you got to make a move and make yourself a, a title contender. Yeah. If you're them, based on where they are, and I, you know, I mean, and we, me and Kenny joked about it. If you can get Kevin Durant, you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, and I don't think Kevin Durant had the Kings on his list. So, yeah. and, and I think he had one team on his list. One team and one team. Yeah. Only. Um, me and Damon talked about it yesterday, though. Um, we look at that game on Saturday that we talked about. And all these guys that people wanted um, at the deadline, the Mason Plumleys, the Josh Richardsons, all that, are any of them playing in the final six minutes in overtime of that game? I don't think so. No. Yeah. So That's why I said it has to be a guy who's going to be, you know, be an impact. I mean, they could make moves around the fringe of the roster, which would be fine, but you don't give up significant ass. I mean – you're giving up a couple of second round picks and a guy you don't play for a guy like that. You're not giving up something significant. Mm-hmm. If, if, if I'm the GM, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I agree. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Zion suffered another setback. Mm-hmm. Also, obviously, that that plays a big factor uh, in the Kings. Obviously, the Kings' business go out there, win games, keep it moving. But they got to look at the teams around them. And 
Everyone said all year, watch out, watch out for watch out for the Pelicans when they get healthy. And it doesn't appear that day is coming. Uh, they had to play a big chunk of the season with Zion Williamson and without Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram looked great last night, but they're going to be functioning now uh, without Zion Williamson. Is that a team that you think can continue to fight for a playoff spot with just one of their two stars? I think they can maybe stay in the top ten, but the thing is their two best players are hurt a lot. Mm. You know, and that's I, the other you know, Brandon Ingram is still hurt. He's yeah, just he's playing through it. Like he's yeah. he's just playing through the hurt. Yeah. I mean, they're two best. I mean, what's the most games Zion's played in in what three, four years? Oh, what, we maybe? did that yesterday, and it was bad. Like Fifty or six. I mean, it, he played. He played sixty-two. He play, I think he played sixty-one in a seventy-two or sixty-two in a seventy-two game season. Mm. That was the most that he played. Um, mm. But he didn't play the next year. The, the the year before, like the games were in the teens, like the numbers are, re- and then this year I think it's twenty nine. Mm. It's I bad. mean, it's, it's it's just crazy because like I said their two best players have trouble staying on the court. Yeah. I mean, that's been the knock on Brandon his whole career. You know, he's a guy who, for whatever reason, you know, I'm like what's in the water in New Orleans? I don't know. Because <laughs> it feels like every time Zion gets hurt, he has a setback in rehab. Yep. Mm-hmm. It yep. feels like he, he can never just like miss some time and get back. There's always a setback. I mean, last year was a whole season of setbacks for him. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, there's no way you can duplicate what he gives you, he, he, either he or Brandon. You can't just go out and trade for a guy and say, you know what? He'll do what Zion does for us and we'll be okay. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I know C.J. McCollum's a good player, but he's going to need some help or that, you know, or that whole talk before the year about would the Lakers be giving them like a top five pick? They both could be in the lottery together. So maybe that, that pick swap could be nine and ten. Who knows? Yeah. Not, there, not to be funny, uh, Zion's like it's like Marvin. Yeah. Marvin's out four to yeah. six weeks, and then all of a sudden four to six weeks becomes eight to twelve. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like every time. Go ahead, get it out, baby. It's all right. We got you. I saw it coming and still didn't even know how to cover it. Like, I'm just sitting there watching my partner sneeze and couldn't come up with a way to cover it. It's coming. And I'm looking at Zion, too, you know. Remember, he got hurt at Duke. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is a, you know, I I just, you know, I hope eventually we we can get a few 70-game seasons out of him. Like, you know, just back-to-back. You feel bad for him just because no one, you know, no one gets injured on purpose. Right. But it's like, man, every time he's injured, he's working his way back. Boom. He re-aggravated something. Or, hey, that bone didn't heal. It's just, it's, I've never, I don't, I don't want to say I've never seen it. But for a guy at this level, it's tough. To, I can't recall a guy at this high of a level of player where this has happened so much. What would you do if you were the Pelicans? Would you still write this thing out? Or would you start having internal discussions about possibly moving him? You got to keep him. I mean, because you see what he can do when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and plus, with, with the, right now, teams may b- would try to buy low on, on in a deal with him. They'd be like, well, you know, well, we like him and all, but he's been hurt a lot. Yeah, I think you got to ride this thing out. You've already committed the contract to him. You committed to Brandon. You know, you got CJ down there. You just hope you get that thing together health-wise and see what you can do with it. Right. Can we throw Jason some love, too? Because I don't feel like we do this enough. Obviously, we mentioned the J Street Vibes podcast all of the time, but uh, the culture work over on The Athletic. 
stuff you wrote on Mohammed Abdul Raouf recently was was mm. really good. I'm very anxious to watch that documentary. I, he's one of the more he is such a fascinating sports figure, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. in the culture that I don't feel like gets the level of attention that's probably warranted. Yeah, and the stuff that didn't get into the story was just as good. I mean, he's he's. I, I first met my mood, I think, in 2018. I was speaking at UCLA, and he was speaking at the same time. And I was talking to a, a class about the national anthem, you know, kind of the history of it, you know, the the, the, the how the anthem is inherently injecting politics in the sports because that, that you know, twenty eight people are still talking about Kaepernick a lot, and you know, and I always say, hey, we don't play the anthem before we watch a movie, hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So talking to the class about that, and then of course I wasn't the important figure that day Mahmoud was. So that's when I first met him. We actually rode the same Uber back to LAX, so we just kind of got to know each other, and we've mm-hmm. talked off and on over the last few years. So yeah, he's very. I mean, I mean, he he says it in the film, you know, even in the story. He's still a guy in a lot of ways trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. You know, he's you know not a perfect <laughs> figure by any stretch. There's still a lot, you know, he's trying to figure out with his life and and whatnot. But the things he talked about in terms of athletes with their mental health and mm-hmm talked about he had a lot of good things to say about the big three with cube and what that's meant to him and the fact that there was a generation of kids who had no idea who he was for the big three mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and then you, yeah he's a I said, he's really a fascinating you know, I, don't, I don't say character in a crazy way but you know just his story is just i mean you get into the documentary too his his life story is just like wow 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 yeah. Yeah. just a bunch of like you know you, you know how did you even get to that point? You know, when you see kids, you know, nowadays they get high, these high school, they have trainers and specialization and, you know, a fast twitch coach and all this stuff in high school. Mm. And he, I mean, it's not even hyperbole. He barely had food in high school mm. and he was a, he was an all American. <laughs> it's a, it's amazing. If you watched Fox 60 minutes before that ball was kicked off on Sunday, I don't know how you could ever have the conversation about politics being injected into sports. The whole 60 minutes leading to the kickoff was political propaganda mm. with like these like captain God bless Anthony Mackey, but captain America reading this big, like when the hell did this start happening? When did we start doing this? And I know when we started doing it mm. right around 2016 is when it all adds up that we have to put 10 minute videos with captain America reading about how great America is uh, leading into a football game. Well, it blew, it blew my mind when I found out that whole salute to service month is paid for. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's paid for. Oh, like, yeah. it ain't, it ain't, they're not saluting anything. They mm-hmm. got paid for for advertisement space. Or the whole, whole my family member got home and I didn't know they were going to be here. Folks didn't realize that that was all like stage. A work. No, mm-hmm. people didn't know that. Yeah. It's, it's always, you know, and – Part of my thing is I took classes with Harry Edwards in college. Mm-hmm. So even back in the late 90s, I was already on some different stuff when it came to that with sports. And I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dr. Edwards would do that to you. <laughs> I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. Like, this is all a setup. I know, I get it. You know, but yeah, it, it's a, he's interesting too, just because as you look at some of the things he dealt with, I mean, even the way the media was even allowed to talk to you in the 90s was insane. Like, mm-hmm. 
there was media in Denver who like thought it was a prank to run up in a mosque. Mm. Like, <laughs> and that was okay. Like, oh, we're going to have a prank. We're going to run into a mosque and say some stuff. Jeez. It, you know, it's, and, and even some other stuff I'm working on, looking at, I uh, got something coming out on, the, on that Bill Russell doc. Mm-hmm. Looking at some of the ways the media talked about players. I mean, this was Bill freaking Russell. Right. And they've got like these racist character cartoons of him in the Boston papers. And like, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, you know, and it's not as overt, but you still hear some crazy stuff in the press box. You'd be like, Oh, what's that? How you really feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So it's, yeah. My mood gives you a lot of different things to kind of consider just about that. And, you know, I even asked him in the stuck asking story, how do you even trust people? Like, how do you trust anyone when probably, you know, from your his perspective, he has no reason to trust anybody. Mm. So, yeah, it's a lot of just, yeah, yeah, great time. Fun times to be alive, for sure. You know, this course is a lot different, you know, but just looking back at some of these things, I mean, the stuff I read about Bill Russell was so crazy. I was like, man, I knew about it, but then to hear it, you know, like it, it made me want to go buy a Bill Russell jersey. And I don't have a Celtics jersey. Yeah. I'm like not allowed to being from L.A., but... <laughs> No, I, I think rock every, a Bill yeah, I think you could get a Bill Russell pass. I feel yeah, that I think way so. about Jackie yeah, Robinson. Yeah, like the, like, oh. the, like the only like the only giant I would ever wear is Barry Bonds because no one liked him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, say, I feel I feel that way about Jackie. That's Robinson. the gift exchange this year. Uh, yeah, we'll get man. Jason a, a Barry Bonds jersey and, and KC a Jackie <laughs> Robinson jersey. At forty two, man, come on, man, that transcends everything. Sure. Um. You know, another thing we didn't talk to you about uh, when you were on here last time is officially Aaron Fox is now on the All-Star game, and he celebrated that announcement with – we talked about it a little bit here at the beginning of this conversation uh, – two crazy games on Friday and Saturday. Friday gets overshadowed because Saturday was so great and the Kings didn't win on Friday. But like I said, he went for 33 and 36. They probably shot 60-something percent from the field in both games combined. I mean – he is playing clearly as good as we've ever seen him play right now. And he, you know, in a situation where everybody was trying to see the first game with Luka and Kyrie, the guy that shined the bright was probably De'Aaron Fox that night on Saturday. Yeah, what do you have, like 10 points in three quarters and finish with like 30-something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he's, I mean, he was he was worthy of, the, of being an all-star. I'm glad he got in. You know, you, you know, I hate that you know, guys are getting hurt, but he deserved it. This is not like a, you know, a lifetime achievement award like they gave Dirk and D Wade a few years ago. This isn't like a, hmm, let me find a guy who maybe could have been an all star three years ago but didn't get it. So let me make it up to him now. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't like the Mike Conley lifetime underrated award. You know, this, this, this is well deserved. Mm-hmm. And they would, the West is just so weird this year that that's why you I mean what we got like ten teams represented this year in, in the All Star game ten or eleven, mm. yeah. just I mean it's crazy. But he I mean for me the consistency that De'Aaron had is the biggest thing because we've like I said before we've seen him do it for a week or two. You know pretty much now the week or two was when he wasn't playing well this season or mm. when he was you know below par and even then below par was like sixteen points. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like low par was six shots, nine points, five turnovers, and wondering what were you doing. Hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's well-deserved. He earned it. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, maybe you could have got a better city than Salt Lake City for it. Oh, that. Poor guy. Uh, poor guy. I, I suspect go. with a new baby at home, De'Aaron, and he's gonna he's gonna figure out two things. He'll be extremely busy during the day, <laughs> and he'll probably enjoy some sleep because you know I know little ones ain't gonna let you know. Casey over there, he know you, you yeah. ain't getting no pass right now. Nah, nah, little Ryan. You, so he's probably gonna enjoy that just as much as in, you know, kind of this the. Uh, the whole hoopla around being an all-star. Yeah, Lil Ryan had me up at 3 a.m. this morning. Mm. So adorable, though. How can you get mad at her? Can't. Can't. That's how I feel about you. Like, <laughs> how, how could I get mad at Kenny? So adorable. Jay, we appreciate you as always, man. Great work on, on, on the podcast, Jay Street Vibes, and, of course, you know, great work on on uh, The Athletic. Where's your Where's your now former quarterback going to land? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I figure the um, NFC South. I think they got like three. They got like at least three openings. I think. Yeah, Carolina, (laughs) Tampa Bay, they're open for him down there. I think. I think that's where he'll end up. And then, I don't know what the Raiders are actually will do, but you know, but you know, the old man is gone, so he's not an option. Mm. I would love to see them be able to draft C.J. Stroud. Mm. You know, I have to move up to get him possibly, but I would. I would. I would love that because even watching the Super Bowl. You see what happens when you have a quarterback who can run. Yeah, he can change some things. So, I would like that. But hey, you know, I'm pretty sure all the nice things I said about Josh McDaniels, he's definitely gonna listen to me. Yeah, yeah, you and me both. Um, but that's all right, Jay. We appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate right. you, dog. See you next week.